So what's the greatest superpower you can have as a human? Uh, I just woke up, so don't mind my hair. I'm trying to hold the camera as far away from my face as possible so I don't look so bad. But, uh, you know, what's the greatest superpower you as a human can have? Uh, I was reminded for some reason this morning I woke up thinking about this poem I read. I don't know. It's a two, three thousand year old poem. And it said, who is mighty? And the answer was the person who has control over their own mind. And, uh, you know, you and I are faced constantly every day with new challenges. You know, how to make money, how to not get gamed in the food business in terms of the food we eat, <laughs> stay healthy, um, you know, social relationships, friends, family, romance, and... If you're not careful, the next thing you know, your mind will just race all the time. It'll be full of fear. I don't know if you saw the picture. I was hanging out with Henry Winkler yesterday, the Fonz. Um, if you've seen Happy Days or he's in Arrested Development and stuff. I took him out in, in the Ferrari. He actually never been in a Ferrari, which is kind of cool. I, I thought he'd have been in one, right? Hollywood star. But um, we were talking about, you know, what is the greatest of all tools you can possess? as a human. And I think it's pretty clear. It's mind control. You know, everyone I meet, there's people that I know that are rich. There's people that I know that are poor. There's people that I know who are ripped. They got six packs. There's people that I know that are, you know, fat, whatever that is. But that's not as impressive as people that I meet that have tremendous brain control. Like their mind flows with thoughts that um, serve them best. Henry Winkler, what he said was interesting yesterday. He said, you know, fear has been the dominating force at some level throughout my career. And, um, you know, he's obviously been able to conquer his fear. Playing Fonzie on Happy Days was kind of his alter ego, his non-fear-based person he wished that he was. But it got me thinking, you know, if the Fonz, if the biggest issue he's dealt with in life is thoughts outside of his control. So he's going to an audition for happy days and he goes, I can, you know, I'm talented enough. I can get this audition, but his mind starts to race with fear, fear, fear. Well, we're not going to make it. Oh, that person looks like they're better at auditioning than you. They're a better actor. You're not prepared. Um, when it comes to diet, you come into the kitchen you're like, Oh man, I'm hungry. Uh, and mind starts to race. Boom. Well, why don't you have, you know, whatever, Cocoa Puffs for breakfast. Mind's racing. You know you shouldn't. It's now out of your control. That's why that poem said, who is mighty? The person whose mind is under their own control. Now, thousands of years ago, in a way, it was a little bit naive because they didn't understand what we understand now about biology. The reason that we want to eat Cocoa Puffs or, you know, drink soda, the reason we build up fears and, uh, you know, the reason we don't make money, we know we should spend money. I mean, we should save money and invest money, but instead of investing money, we just spend it all on stuff we know we shouldn't is because biologically at some point in history, those fears and thoughts served us well. But now we live in this complicated world where we know more and we know, and also we used to live in a world where there was no Cocoa Puffs. And there was no ability to invest. Remember, not too long ago, the average human lifespan was 
30, 40 years. So why would you need a 401k plan? Why would you need a retirement plan? Now, you have a good chance, if you're alive now as an adult, you have a good chance of making it to 80, 90, 100. Who knows what breakthroughs will come? So all of a sudden, you're presented, your brain is presented with a mismatch. I talk about this a lot, okay? The ancestral mismatch. Your ancestors had one uh, environment and you have another. So today, in the 21st century, the ability to control the brain comes with a much higher premium, meaning if you can pull it off, the rewards shoot through the roof because you're full, uh, you're surrounded by people, seven billion plus people who are not gonna be able to take control of their mind. They're not, they don't either want to. Uh, unfortunately, they've never even heard of this concept. They basically think, well, if my mind thinks it, I should follow it. You have to be different, you know? You have to be different, you have to be somebody who can bring an element of logic into your brain. What's that element? You know, you gotta be able to think through stuff and plan, and you have to be able to stick to the plan. That's really what, to me, and, and I talk about this a lot, and if you're in the, any of my business programs, you know, business is a metaphor for life, right? So business is a challenge, you have a challenge. You gotta make profit, so on. You gotta stay in business, you gotta have cash flow. So, number one, you know, you start out with, uh, a concept, an idea. Most people stop there. Although most people can't even get a good idea in their brain. But let's say you come up with this good idea. Then number two, you're presented with what? Well, number two, you make a more in-depth plan. So you make the plan. Let's say the plan for today is for you to go to the gym and work out. Then the last one, the third, is execution. And people usually fail. Usually people come up with good ideas. Even your friend that's never done much with their life, if you talk to them, I guarantee you they've had good ideas. Ideas are not at a premium in life. They're the easiest one. So you get the idea uh, followed by you move into plan mode. So you, you flesh out the idea. But here's where the brain tricks you up. And here's what this poem was talking about. It's in execution that it all falls apart because your mind works against you. So. Your plan is to go to the gym, your plan is to work out, and then the execution falls apart because your brain isn't your ally. You must make your brain your ally. I'm gonna be talking, there's a book um, by Daniel Kahneman, Slow Thinking, Fast Thinking. There's all kinds of books on this concept of mind control. I recommend you read as many as you can because of anything you can read now, um, this supersedes most books. So if you read a diet book, that's great, but diets fail because of planning and execution, AKA the mind. Um, you can have the greatest business idea in the world, but they fail in the mind because your mind works against you. Remember what the poem says, who is mighty? The person who has control over their own thoughts. So when push comes to shove and you're in a business situation and you wanna give up, that's the mind taking control and going, oh, you're only gonna live to 30 or 40. That's what your ancestors did. Why do you need to invest? Who cares? Live for today. But your advanced mind goes, wait a second. I'm gonna probably live to 80 or 90. We live in a new world. I better set aside something. I better invest. When all your friends just wanna party and you know, why don't you sit at home and read a book and do something that invests in yourself? Your mind is gonna try to take control. Your ancient mind, your ancestral mind is gonna take control and say, why not do that? Eat, drink, and marry for tomorrow you might die. But your advanced mind goes, you know what? I'm probably gonna be here for a while 
so I better take a little bit of time to invest in myself. There's something you should buy, a book. It's a hundred bucks, a seminar, it's a thousand bucks. You gotta get on a plane and go there. Your ancient mind's gonna be like, well, why do that? It takes a lot of work. It's gonna burn a lot of energy. You know, we all come from hunter-gatherers and hunter-gatherers um, like the Hadza tribes and things like this, when you study them, there's still some uh, still operating as hunter-gatherers. They lay around and sleep a lot because they don't have access to a lot of high energy foods. They don't have uh, access, you know, they're in hot climates, so they need to rest all day. So they kind of lay around. Our ancestors had to take a lot of breaks. Now, hopefully we will take that cue and take some naps and make sure we get enough sleep, but we now have, you know, stable energy stores. We have food. You don't have to worry about starving as much anymore. In fact, I'm reading a book by a famous Nobel Prize winning economist and he says, for the most part, the last real famine was in China. And uh, I mean, a real widespread, there's been some smaller ones. And he said, it's almost always under dictatorial, you know, uh, governments, Somalia, where you have, in a modern world, as long as you live, and hopefully uh, you can get into a country that has some freedoms and some democracy working, and uh, those, you're probably not gonna starve to death. So you don't have to lay around all day. You can get a lot of stuff done. If you've seen my talk on gulping life, you know, you can gulp, you can knock stuff out. Look at Leonardo da Vinci, did all kinds of things. Inventor, artist, you know, was into medicine. So all those come from his ability, somebody like Leonardo da Vinci to say, you know what, I'm not bound by the primitive thoughts of my brain. There's the ability that I have to step up the game. So question for you, what's the biggest thing in your brain that you think holds you back? Where your brain is controlling you and you have no say in the matter and it's working against you. And what's a practical thing that you can do to override that? My answer to that, as you think about it, leave me a comment below. What I find works the best at the beginning is just the acknowledgement that if I'm not careful, my brain will take control. Like just knowing that is half the battle. Sounds cliche, but it's really true. Um, the second thing that I do is just practice doing the opposite sometimes. Not even because it's a better choice, just so you, just like lifting weights, you know, if, if you're lifting for your bicep, um, you normally would lift no weight, so you do the opposite, which is lift weight. Your body naturally doesn't want to lift weight, it wants to take the easy route. So in order to strengthen your muscles, you just do the opposite. So let's say you're wanting to go out and party, go out drinking, instead of sit at home and read. Well, just try doing the opposite one simple time. So that sounds too simple because you're like, well, Ty, if I could do that, I would just do it. And, and I wouldn't even need that advice. What I'm saying is do it in a very easy setting, just like you would start out lifting 10 pounds, not 500 pounds. Um, try it for 15 minutes. So let's say you were gonna meet your friends at nine o'clock to go party. Go, I'm gonna meet you at 9.15 and spend that extra 15 minutes at home reading. Start small, then build up to it, baby steps. Or as the ancient, uh, you know, Aesop's fable, slow and steady wins the race. So. Subscribe to the page. Uh, uh, I've been leaving these uh, almost every day. So uh, subscribe so you get the cutting edge ones. And uh, leave me a comment. If you're listening to this on podcast, leave me a review. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Go grab some food. I haven't eaten breakfast, as you can tell. <laughs>